Welcome back, fellow jazz bums. We have uh, some exciting news today. Craft Recordings announced that they are putting out a box set containing all of the recordings um, that have been released with uh, from Sonny Rollins. So this is going to include three LPs. There's two official releases and then another release from 86 that contains some alternate takes from those two releases. So we're going to get into it and take a look at all three records and the box itself. Before we do, remember to like and subscribe and please leave your comments. Let us know if you are going to pick this up. And with that, we're going to get into it. So uh, I pulled up the craft recording webpage, and this is just the announcement. They uh, sent it out via email. I think there was a, a tweet, and they did kind of tease uh, one track on the alternate takes on their YouTube page um, for us to hear. So as you can see, this is a box set. This looks very similar to the Ornette Coleman 2LP box set. Uh, the material of the box is similar. It's like a canvas. Uh, it comes with a small booklet that will be inserted into the CD version as well as the LP version. Uh, and this one comes with three LPs. So this is Go West. It has uh, Way Out West in stereo, the uh, Sonny Rollins and the Contemporary Leaders in stereo, and then the Contemporary uh, Alternate Takes, uh, as mentioned. So they're asking for $125 for the three LPs and booklet, and it is currently up for pre-order and expected to ship at the end of June this year. So what do we think about this, guys? Uh, I'm super excited about this. I've got I've got the two records on just like OJCs, which sound fine, but mm -hmm. I'll, I'll probably be picking this up. I didn't realize that it was similar to the Ornette Coleman. That's pretty cool, man. Like if they do one of these every year, that'd be really exciting. Nice. Yeah, Coleman was great. These records are great. Do we know where it's pressed or the mastering or anything? I think they say. Let's see. So oh, Bernie Grunman. Uh, remastered audio by Bernie Grunman from the original analog tapes, 180 gram 3LP, press at RTI. So, yeah. yeah. If you don't get a bunch of warps in it, then, you know, maybe send it back. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. It seems it's, it's a premium product. I mean, RTI, Bernie Grunman, it's a premium package. Uh, but I don't have the internet box for obvious reasons. Uh, I'm, I'm still on the fence about this one. Right? Um, I have those two records as Chris, but mine are originals, not OJCs. Uh, I'm truly excited about this, um, this the, the studio leftovers, the outtakes, the book. I think Ashley Khan is an amazing writer. The interview is recent, and uh, Sonny Rollins is a, quite a character, I think. Uh, it, it's a great package. I might get the CDs because I want the book and the extras. I'm not sure if I want the, the, the vinyl, but um, I might eventually get it. It's, it's it's great, and uh, everybody that's been waiting for this release should, should just jump on it easy. Yeah, that raises a, a good point. Uh, we have been anticipating that um, Analog Productions, in um, partnership with Kraft, uh, is releasing contemporary single LP sets. So we have seen some deviation. Obviously, we mentioned the Ornette box, which had Ornette's two contemporary records. We have this, uh, which will have Sonny Rollins too, plus the all takes. They do have different catalog numbers when they're released from Craft Recording, as opposed to when they reissued them with acoustic sounds and analog productions and QRP. I would probably just rather have that because it would be ten dollars cheaper. I mean, like, yeah, are like thirty bucks when they're when they're pressed there, and this is like forty bucks a record. I don't know. It's interesting. What's the and what's the point? 
Where's the Art Pepper should have been released like six months ago, right? You know, of course, yeah. I mean, if one was in mono and one was in stereo, that would be cool. Like if yeah. if the um, the one from Analog Productions was mono, that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, it's just the seven. Uh, I think it's your favorite in mono. I don't know. Mine yeah. is mono. Like it. Yeah. Well, they may not release it now. Um, I mean, like those two Ornette titles, I, I wouldn't think are going to make the contemporary reissue series. No, that's true. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. Both these versions will be amazing either way. Um, yeah. You should use uh, the Ornette box stuff, Felipe. It's really good. The contemporary one's better than the Blue Note one. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a little bit more accessible than his Blue Note stuff. I think it's his first two uh, lead records. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally out of the blue notes for sure. Yes, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> All right, so let's um let's get into the records themselves. Okay. We'll do a quick overview. Um, so the first one, this is Way Out West. This was his first contemporary uh, release. This was recorded in March 57, released the same year. Um, this is a quartet or a trio. Uh, so Sonny Rollins on tenor, Ray Brown's Ray Brown on bass and Shelly Mann drums. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so no piano. Um, and yeah, so they do I'm an Old Cowhand. Uh, this is, uh, I think, one of the more famous Sonny Rollins tunes. Uh, Solitude, Come Gone, Wagon Wheels, There Is No Greater Love, and Way Out West. So Western-themed album. Yeah, that's great. So Way, Way Out West, of course, has his name because it's his first session the west coast in california so it was the first time he recorded there uh he, he picked the photographer because he, he really wanted a, a, a shot like that yep um let's see that felipe sorry can we yeah. see that yeah it's an amazing one that that's an original that's the first person nice. I mean, those contemporaries they sound really solid uh i mean mike i think you have the, the hampton hallways chris i mean they, they sound amazing yeah. and so again yeah. this was the first one on the west coast and it's a, it's a trio he was having issue uh finding a good pianist or guitar player to to play chords with him so he kind of came with the style he decided to to go um soloing not chords just soloing over uh bass and drums and i think he worked beautifully it's, it's it's a very powerful record i think it's my sonny rollins favorite record that's a great one, man. I love that record. Um, right. when you look at the lineup, like it's just yeah. those three guys. Yeah, it's them, Sonny Rollins, uh, Ray Brown, Shelly Main. Yeah, yeah. Shelly Main is amazing drummer. Ray Brown's one of the best bass players of all time. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, I think everybody that signed a contract to play uh, for Contemporary, they had to put Shelly Main on the record. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it. So I think the mastering engineer was Roy Dunan, and his yeah. stuff on Contemporary is really yes. excellent sounding. Yes, it's just it's yeah. neat too because he, I mean, Bernie learned from him. Yeah, that's like, right. Bernie yeah, back then, you know, when some of those records were mastered or, or after them. Yeah. So yeah. it's just yeah. really neat. Um, Absolutely. This is a curiosity. So after he left Prestige, uh, he started his play section sessions for most Blue Notes, Contemporary, and Riverside. So right after he left Prestige, that was his first recording. Mm -hmm. Sweet. And then came uh, Sony Rollins Volume One and Blue Note. Mm -hmm. Chronologically, not recording necessarily, but just chronologically how it came out, and then play that press. Nice. If, okay. you if you don't have a good pressing, get this one because it might, it's probably outstanding. Yeah, I mean, 
Real quick, the, the good thing about these is they're going to be a great a great copy, right? Like, if you buy these, you don't have anything that, that's nice of these records, you don't have these records at all. You don't yep. ever have to buy another copy, right? Like, it's like a Tone Poet, it's pressed at RTI, it's AAA, Mimo Bernie. Yep. What else, right? For me, I'm past buying, rebuying those kind of records. I know Mike is. Yep. You know, like, if UHQR of this record come out, would you buy it, Mike, if you had this? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, all right. I do want to mention this. This so according to Lester uh, Koenig uh, in the liner notes, the recording for this session began at 3 a.m. to fit the musicians' busy schedules, but at 7 a.m. after a few hours to uh, of intense concentration, during which they recorded half the album and should have been exhausted. Sonny said, "I'm hot now." Uh, Shelley, who had been up for 24 hours, said, "Man, I feel like playing." And Ray, who was equally tired and had a studio call for the afternoon, just mild. So this was like, you know, uh, a pretty interesting session uh, late, late into the uh, night session. So yeah. um, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, audio, right? When they're, they're recording Bags Groove. Um, so Miles just Sonny, we need another song. He, he went to the bathroom for like five minutes and came back with audio. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Um, I do want to point out, from what we can see from the pictures, uh, these contemporary labels, these these are the original stereo labels. Now, the con now this third one here, this was released in 86, so it wouldn't have had this this black stereo label. Uh, is it black or is it like dark green? I can't remember. Um, it is black. Okay. So it is kind of cool that they stayed true to the stereo label because I think yellow was reserved originally for mono, yep. and then they all became yellow, I think, a little later. That so, is some deep jazz knowledge there. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Appreciate that. And then, all right, let's move on to the contemporary uh, leader session. So, yeah. so obviously, this is on the label contemporary. This mm -hmm. is referring to contemporary leaders. Um, in that, these are like the the main guys, the session players on contemporary. So, yeah. this was recorded over a year later in October '58 and re uh, released. Um, in August 59. And this one has Rollins on tenor, Hampton Hawes piano, Barney Kessel guitar, Leroy Vinegar bass, Shelly Mann drums, and Victor Feldman vibes. It's a, it's a very different, yeah. Yeah, very I mean, different. If you look at that lineup, though, it's just crazy. Like, those are the best players yeah. on the West Coast at the time, pretty much. Yeah. Who doesn't love Leroy Vinegar on bass, man? Yeah. Oh, man. Leroy's amazing. Hampton Hawes. Yeah. yeah. Hampton Hawes. Yeah, you see, he found his piano player. So Shelly's yeah. on both of them. I didn't realize that. That's, all. That's cool. Yeah. You so know, Shelly doesn't yeah. play on track three and track eight, which is interesting. It was interesting. Uh, what are those? So high, How High the Moon and In the Chapel in the Moonlight. All right. So what do we think about this record? It's a great record, Mike. Um, that, that, that's my copy. Okay, let me make it big. Yeah. It's a nice copy. It's an original. It's mono as well, so it's not a stereo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It sounds I think amazing. mine might be a mono as well. If it is, I'm going to keep it and get the stereo on. Yeah, yeah. So just as curiosity, between uh, Way Out West and this one, who released Volume 2 and Blue Note? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, you still see it's like struggling with the piano players. There's Monk here. 
Um, well, you know, they. I mean, that's that's probably a badass record. Thelonious Monk loves it. Oh yeah, it's it's really good. And then in Luke's time, which is oh, my favorite month on Blue Note. I mean, Rollins on Blue Note. Yeah. Then he had a, a Riverside. Yeah, I've got that one. It's okay. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Sound is funny. Uh, then he have a, his last Blue Note, the ride, Zero Vanguard. And then he finally came with this one. And this was his last session before uh, retiring, going under the bridge. Yeah, so Felipe, do you want to, you want to speak about that decision by Sonny? Yeah, it's interesting. According to Miles, I mean, Miles talks about many things on his book about Sonny Rollins. He really likes Sonny Rollins, about the, those Sugar Hill guys. Sugar Hill go figure now, right? He, uh, he explains where the, the, the nickname Nuke came from, came from um, a baseball player, I think from the Mets, if I'm not mistaken. Another baseball guy, sorry. Okay. And um, and then, of course, so during early uh, first screen touch, he would uh, change. Uh, sometimes Hank Mobley, sometimes Jack McLean, uh, you know, uh, Cannibal Ardley. And then Coltrane was starting in getting into the sessions. He came back and forth many times with drug addiction, other issues. And then uh, Sonny Rollins would occasionally play with Miles, uh, early 50s and late 50s. And according to Miles, when the, during the, some of the early sessions for um, Kind of Blue, not the Kind of Blue sessions, but before that. This is an early prestige with uh, Sonny Rollins and Miles. Yeah, he's so Coltrane. Okay, I got, I got to stop and rethink my thing. So he went, the legend says he went under the bridge and kept practice for three years before he came back to the bridge. That's well, Stockholm session before uh, the bridge, but his last U.S. session was his contemporary with this before, uh, yeah, before coming back to the bridge, which is a phenomenal album, highly recommended. The bridge, yeah, that's a great yeah. I, I, I just listened to it once. I re I picked it up this past weekend. Um, I found a, a sealed classic records version for fifteen dollars um, wow. in the bins. So I, I snagged that, and um, and yeah, it sounds great. So I, I, I've listened to it once so far, and it's it's. I feel like um, I feel like side one to me. I have to listen to it again, but side one sounded more like traditional, like like uh, before his hiatus, Sonny Rollins. And to me, side two really feels a lot like he's pushing the edges. So I was thinking, like, perhaps, like, the bridge is also, like, a metaphor for the album where you have, like, side one and side two. And then, you know, it's bridging kind of, like, where his uh, where his his artistry is, is, is moving. So I need to listen to it again, though. But, yeah, I really did enjoy it. It was, it was good. It was good. All right. Let's, let's keep moving. So there is a third record. Mm. And that is going to be uh, the Sunny Realm alternate takes. So this is the cover here. This was originally released uh, in the U.S. in 1986. Essentially what this is is alternate takes from both sessions. So the first three tracks, which make up side one and the first track of side two, are come from Way Out West. So you have alt takes of I'm a Old Cowhand, uh, Come mm -hmm. God, Way Out West. And then the last three tracks, the final three, three tracks on side B are three tracks from the contemporary leader session. So mm -hmm. uh, this came out in 86. I have not listened to this, but I have read some of the, uh, the reviews of it and it got very high, um, and, yeah, very high reviews saying that these alternate sessions 
um, really kind of are are in the same kind of wheelhouse as as the original takes that were used on the albums. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Oh yeah, no, that makes sense, and I'm really looking forward to. It. Now, have y'all both have y'all listened to the out the outtakes from Blue Train that came out with Tone Poet? Have you have yes. listened to that? Yes. I didn't. Yeah. I, I only pick up the mono blue train. Okay. I think I was going to listen to the second record yet. He has some interesting pieces about how did the you know the, the songs came out to be. It's not like oh my gosh, you gotta have this, but you know it's interesting. It's yeah, it's cool. yeah. Actually, I did listen. I did stream the one of the alternate takes of Blue Train, and it was so different, very different than what yeah what was the one that was on the on the record. Again, this is recorded by Roy Dunan, so I think all three of them are. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to sound great. Um, Bernie Grunman remastering them. Uh, so yeah, so those are those are the three records. Any thoughts on this alternate take session? I mean, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want the nice copies of the other two records more than I want it though. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could read the the interview book before buying that to, to understand better the the alternate sessions. Right. All right, guys. So, um, are you going to pre-order this? No, I'll just buy it when it comes out, probably if I decide to get it. Which I probably yeah, think I'm about seventy-five percent sure I'll get it. I'm kind of on the fence, but I might end up getting it. Well, all your copies are mono, so this would be yeah. you really kind of get the stereo yeah. um, experience here. In the in that regard, I have the Art, uh, Art Pepper mono that came out on Record Store Day, and I have a Art Pepper uh, stereo. Uh, Japanese pressing, beautiful, and they sound very different. It's a very different record. I already put my pre-order in for this. Nice. Uh, right after I kind of saw the announcement, I did a little bit of investigating. We we spoke about it, uh, and yeah, I just I I just put my pre-order in, so I definitely going to get a copy. That's I mean, it's going to be solid if it's as good as the um, box. I think it was sweet. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, yeah. horrible, right? I mean, they're forty bucks a record, but and the or the, the notes that came with it were really good too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. All right, so let us know what you think about this announcement. Are you going to pre-order it? Um, and yeah, leave comments. Remember to like and subscribe. All right, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, so everyone.